0: Hello, everybody out there. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone as well. That's right. It is the Thanksgiving special here at the SVM podcast. All right, I am, of course, Jamar Burt, a.k.a. The Sophisticated Black Man. Your friendly neighborhood black man. And, of course, today is Turkey Day. Thanksgiving. All right, A holiday in which... Most Americans gather around the table to eat a lot of food, watch some football, uh, talk shit to other relatives that are sitting at the table, and call out a lot of their relatives who have, I guess, gone over to the dark side in terms of politics. It's a weird holiday to do all that, Um, but nonetheless, it's a holiday that I myself personally enjoy, mainly because of the food, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. This is special today, we're gonna go over the history of Thanksgiving, not the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, or the, I guess if there was a Disney version of Thanksgiving that Disney would put out to kind of alleviate what the actual dark side of Thanksgiving's beginnings were, but we're gonna talk about the actual history behind the first Thanksgiving, alright, not that the settlers landed on Plymouth Rock and met the Naval Tribe and... They had a happy-go-lucky Thanksgiving feast. No, 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 no. If you've done actual history, then you would know. It was much darker than that. And then, I'll talk about the differences between a black Thanksgiving and a white Thanksgiving. Let me tell you, folks, there are stark differences. I've been to both. I've had my experience to share both of them. And I can tell you that definitely there's a difference. And then, the little special wrap-up. This probably isn't going to be that long of an episode. It's just going to be a brief overview about the actual history of Thanksgiving. And then probably about five to 10 minutes of me breaking down the difference between a white Thanksgiving and a black Thanksgiving. Because everybody knows there's a difference. If you've ever been to both, if you ever had the experience or pleasure of doing both, you know there's a difference. All right. So, nonetheless, let's talk about the first Turkey Day, the first Thanksgiving. And no, it's not going to be the happy-go-lucky ending. Oh, the Plymouths landed on, or the Pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. Met the nice native tribe there. And they got together and had the very first recorded feast in history. Thanksgiving feast. In actuality, it's a much darker, much, much darker story. Alright. So, this is from the Smithsonian Magazine which talks about the myths of the Thanksgiving story and the lasting damage they imbue. All right? In truth, massacres, disease, and American Indian tribal politics are what shaped the Pilgrim Indian Alliance at the root of the holiday. Alright? So, there are Thanksgiving pageants held at schools, you know, last day before Thanksgiving break, parties are held, this forth and so on. Alright? Children don headdresses, which... A very stereotypical and, in some cases, very wrong and racist, which they are. you having white kids don headdresses, but of course, it's for knowing the history behind Thanksgiving, the children's edition of it. But nonetheless, with craft stored feathers and shared tables with classmates wearing black construction paper hats, it's a tradition that pulls on a history passed down. The generations of what happened in Plymouth local Native Americans welcomed the courageous pioneering pilgrims to a celebratory feasts but David Silverman who's the author of this land is their land the Wampanoag Indians Plymouth Colony and the troubled history of Thanksgiving much of that story is a myth riddled with historical inaccuracies just like most things in history there are historical inaccuracies beyond that Silverman argues that the telling and retelling of these falsehoods is deeply harmful to the Wimpego Indians whose lives and society were forever damaged after the English arrived in Plymouth. Those damn Brits. It's always the Brits. I mean, after the first Thanksgiving, about, you know, a hundred or so years later, we as English descendants, I guess, those that came over from Europe or England fought for the independence. Why? because of the British. Nonetheless, I'm going off on a tangent here. Alright, so, Silverman's book focuses on the Wimpagos, Wampanagos. Wampang, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. If there is someone that is of this tribe that listens to this podcast, please feel free to correct me because I have completely butchered the, you know, that native tribe's name, and I apologize. But, going on. When the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth in 1620... The Sakem, the chief, Osukin, uh, Asu, offered the new arrivals in Entente, primarily as a way to protect the Winnipegos against their rivals, the Nargar For 50 years, the alliance was tested by colonial land expansion, the spread of disease, and the exploitation of resources on Wampanoag land. Then, tensions ignited into war known as King Philip's War or the Great Narragansett War the conflict devastated the Wanpegos and forever shifted the balance of power in favor of European rivals. Wanpegos today remember the pilgrims' entry to their homeland as a day of deep mourning rather than a moment of giving thanks. Yes that's right. War disease and politics killed a native tribe essentially wiped out almost an entire native tribe that's right disease, exploitation and politics alright so they go on to say they talked to Silverman who's a history professor at George Washington University, kind of ironic about his research and argument he makes alright so one of the things he talks about is the Thanksgiving myth is that the myth that friendly Indians unidentified by tribe that's right, they just said Indians or Native Americans in general they didn't say which tribe and the children's Book story, the version that we've been told growing up. They don't say which tribe, they just say Native Americans. I'm not going to say friendly Indians because that's. I mean, come on now. Talking about Thanksgiving. Friendly Native Americans uh, welcome the pilgrims to America, teach them how to live in this new place, sit down to dinner with them, and then disappear. You got that part right. They did disappear in a sense. They hand off America to white people so they can create a great nation dedicated to liberty, opportunity, and Christianity for the rest of the world to profit. It's a big, big part there. Christianity. Yes, the English brought over their ways of religion and shared that with the Native Americans. Mm. That's the story. It's about Native people conceding to colonialism. It's bloodiness and in many ways... An extension of the ideology of manifest destiny which is essentially what the pilgrims from English did in terms of landing on Plymouth Rock and discovering the Wanapago tribe so he then talks about the poignant inaccuracies in this story all right he says that one is that history doesn't begin for native people until Europeans arrive People that have been in the Americas for at least 12,000 years, and according to some native traditions, since the beginning of time. Having history start with the English is a way of dismissing all of that. The second is that the arrival of the Mayflower is some kind of first contact episode. It's not. Juan Pagnaz had a history, had a century of contact with Europeans. It was bloody, and it always involved slave raiding by Europeans. See the common trend here? Is that Europeans, whenever they get to a new land, they like to fuck shit up. Got to Africa. Fuck shit up. Slave trade. When they got to the Americas. Before they got to Africa. Fuck shit up. Slave trade. Just saying. Alright. At least two... And maybe more Winnipegs When the pilgrims arrived Spoke English Had already been to Europe and back And knew the very organizers Of the pilgrims' venture That I did not know Um, Because again The original Thanksgiving story That everyone was brought up on Was that there was no tribe It was just friendly Native Americans um, And the pilgrims had the first feast together That I did not know That there were two English-speaking Winnipegs That had already been to Europe so they kind of knew Who organized Pilgrim's Venture Which makes me think I don't know if it was an inside job Or You know those two English speaking Winnipeg's were just like Oh something's not right About this But he goes on to say most poignantly Using a shared dinner as a symbol For colonialism really has it Backward no question about it Winnipeg leader Osanquin Osanquin reached out to the English at Plymouth and wanted an alliance with them. But it's not because he was innately friendly. It's because his people had been decimated by an epidemic ep- epidemic disease. And Osoquin sees the English as an opportunity to fend off his tribal rebels. So, the chief was like, he didn't come to them in a friendly manner, as, been told, as we've been told growing up. It was more so because his people were dying of disease and his, the, uh, the, Rival tribe Was also doing some damage So he came to them to be like Hey, help us fend off this rival tribe So my people can You know, stop being Decimated by disease And clearly that did not happen Um So That's not the stuff of Thanksgiving pageants The Thanksgiving myth doesn't address the The, the uh, Basically the decline of this relationship culminating, deterioration, sorry. It doesn't address the deterioration of this relationship culminating in one of the most horrific Colonial Indian Wars on record, King Philip's War. and also doesn't address Winnipeg's survival and adaptation over the centuries, which is why they're still here despite the odds, which is why there's a lot of native tribes that are still here. You know, you have the Cherokees, you have the Catawba tribe, here in the south, um, there's I think there's one more I'm forgetting about, but mainly the Catawba tribe and the Cherokee tribe here in the south. Um, they're still thriving in so many ways that despite European colonialism and rampant disease and such, a lot of these native tribes are still here. Um, it's the one, but they are struggling definitely, struggling. Um, I would, I don't know, I wouldn't say they're in a worse shape off than they were hundreds of years ago you know centuries ago but it's not it's not looking good in terms of those here in a native who are native whose ancestors were natives indigenous people here in the americas so going on all right he now talks about how the great dinner became a symbol or the focal point of modern thanksgiving and it goes on to say for quite a long time, English people have been celebrating Thanksgivings that didn't involve feasting. They involved fasting and prayer and supplication to God. In 1769 a group of pilgrim descendants who lived in Plymouth felt like their cultural authority was slipping away as New England became less relevant within the colonies and the early Republic and wanted to boost tourism. So they started to plant the seeds of this idea that the Pilgrims were the fathers of America. I'm going silent because that seems to be the trend with white european settlers having a godlike complex but continuing what really makes what really made it the story is that a publication mentioning that dinner published by the reverend alexander young included a footnote that said this was the first thanksgiving the great festival of new england people picked up on this footnote idea became pretty widely accepted and Abraham Lincoln declared a holiday during the Civil War to foster unity. Interesting that that was one of two things I did not well that was one thing I didn't know Lincoln did where he tried to unite the country then he did another thing where he tried to stuff out the South from winning the war aka the Emancipation Proclamation but moving on that's for another time it gained purchase in the late 19th century where there was an enormous amount of anxiety and agitation over immigration. The white Protestant stock of the United States was widely unhappy about the influx of European Catholics and Jews and wanted to assert its cultural authority over these newcomers. How better to do that than to create this national founding myth around the pilgrims and the Indians inviting them to take over the land. This mythmaking was also impacted by the racial politics of the late 19th century the Indian Wars were coming to a close and that was an opportune time to have Indians included in a national founding myth you couldn't have done that when people were reading newspaper accounts on a regular basis of atrocious violence between white Americans and native people in the West what's more during reconstruction that Thanksgiving myth allowed New Englanders to create this idea that bloodless colonialism in their region was the origin of the country having nothing to do with ending wars and slavery Americans could feel good about the colonial past without having to confront the really dark characteristics of it and in all cases this is the same thing with slavery except I think this is my personal opinion all of the slavery and rampant disease and everything else happened with the Native Americans first but because with, you know, African descendants that were brought over on ships from Africa, it got a lot more light than those of the native of of America. And it's kind of sad in the sense that, you know, slavery is always highlighted as people being brought over from Africa, at least in my personal, from my personal experience and reading and history and all that, but more so the natives of this land were enslaved first were enslaved maybe first probably the first when Christopher Columbus came over here in 1492 Um, so that to me is when native the native population was definitely enslaved first but because it was just this whole myth of Thanksgiving and everything else uh, popped up it kind of got you know just sat in the dark While, you know, the transatlantic slave trade of those from Africa kind of, you know, overtook the natives in terms of slavery. All right? So, to kind of wrap up this little history, is that, you know, the author talks about different type different uh, headings you know he's talking about how does his telling of these events differ from other existing scholarship um he wrote that during king Philip's war efforts to unify different tribes against the settlers weren't always successful and you know i'll kind of go over that little excerpt he had so he said the politics of indian country are more important to native people than their differences with colonists there were no indians when the english arrived native people didn't conceive them- conceive of themselves as Indians I feel as though that would be correct of course you can't call Native Americans Indians it just doesn't think about it how does that make sense how are you going to call somebody that's a Native person or an indigenous to their land an Indian but not call people from the actual country that is named India Indians that just goes into the stereotypical kind of racial thing a little bit but I typically don't refer to those that were this, who are descendants of those that were from here, born here in the Americas, not in the United States, not in North America, the Americas, as indigenous or Native Americans, because that's who they are. They're descendants of those that were born on this continent first. I never understood the concept of calling them Indians, because that's just, it doesn't make sense to me to call people that were born here who are descendants of this land indians i don't even know how that makes sense you know i'm having you guys think today on this day where you're supposed to be getting fat being gluttonous watching some terrible football which we talked about on the Bless with hennessy fantasy football co- podcast which should come out today before the 12:30 game but nonetheless um he goes on with saying that native people didn't conceive themselves as indians as an identity that they have been that they have had to learn through their shared struggles with colleagues and it takes a long time. They've been here for 12,000 plus years. That's right. Natives, indigenous, 12,000 plus years on the Americas. And there are a lot of differences between them. the focus is on their own people, not on the shared interests of Indians. Very often, what's in their best interest of their own people is cutting deals with colonial powers with an eye towards combating their native rivals. All right. So that explanation basically breaks it down as... A lot of the tribes focus on what was best for their people. So trying to come up with a, a deal with, you know, a rival native tribe wasn't always the best interest for, you know, a said tribe. So if the Winnipego decided to team up with the Naras with the their rival tribe, um, to fight off the colonists, there's you know, it probably would be a different story. But ultimately, you know, a lot of the naval tribes are doing, a lot of chiefs do what is best for their people. So if they decide to obviously make some type of pact or an alliance with the colonists, then that's that's what they're willing to do. Could it backfire on them? It did. Um, Especially in the Winnipego case of the first Thanksgiving. But in other cases, it benefits them. and in the other cases, it just leads to full-out war. King Philip's War, French and Indian War. Um, which follows this, hit, this country's, you know, history trend in terms of how things got started. But, that's me wrapping up the dark history behind Thanksgiving, because there is one. Um, very differently what we've been told as kids. But, of course, we're going to take this little... Quick ad sponsor break. That's right. Ad sponsor breaks coming even on a special by Anchor Podcast. And then when we come back, it's time to talk about Thanksgiving from a black and white perspective. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the SBM Turkey Day special. That's right. Or so thanksgiving but i'm gonna call it a turkey day special because everybody knows usually uh app turkey on turkey day which is why getting into this next segment is going to be a bit controversial to those that listen to this this special i hate to say it but it's gonna be so <clears throat> i myself as an african-american male uh i've had both a black thanksgiving and on two instances i've had a white thanksgiving and let me tell you, there are stark differences between both of them. Alright, uh, talk about it on Blood, Sweat, and Hennessy Fantasy Football Podcast with with my boy Poe Diddley. About the stark differences between a, thanks, a black Thanksgiving and a white Thanksgiving. Alright, so we're going to start off with the white Thanksgiving. Alright, of course, you got traditional turkey there. Alright, um, I don't think I've ever had been to a white thanksgiving where the turkey has you know stuffing in it i am not a fan of stuffing i don't believe i don't stuffing no uh just saying the word stuffing is just mind-boggling me like what the hell is stuffing like i've seen people put stuffing in the turkey and then have different types of stuffing like cranberry apricot fucking uh, something else, mango, stuffing, it's just weird. Also, why do you put the stuffing inside of a turkey? doesn't make any sense. Um, but usually, a lot of white people do oven baked turkey. Uh, fried turkey, which is becoming a delicacy in the South, um, which I think everybody should have at least one fried turkey in their entire life, lifehood, lifespan. Uh, I've had several, very delicious. Um, But, of course, a lot of white Thanksgiving is a traditional oven-baked turkey, all right? Um, depending on, I guess, tradition, background that those white folks come from, it could be dry, it could be very moist, um, it just depends, really just depends on the person who's cooking the turkey. That, that makes all the difference in the world, on the white side. But continuing on all right then you got just you know your typical green bean casserole um, you know cranberry sauce uh, yams um, some do rice and gravy a little bit of turkey gravy there um, other different types of casseroles seen squash casseroles um, you know the white white Thanksgiving they're very it's a delicacy for them because it's the one time of the year they can really show off their their cooking and baking skills and then baking wise pumpkin pie Mm. it's pumpkin Mm. it's usually a pumpkin pie and then sweet potato pie of some sort some cakes as well i've seen red velvet seen some chocolate seen some pumpkin cake some pumpkin cakes mm and some carrot cake as well. Ever had a good carrot cake? Makes, changes changes a lot for you, having a good carrot cake at a white Thanksgiving. And then drinks, of course, it'll be typical water, lemonade, some tea. Um, I don't really know people doing sodas on Thanksgiving. I don't really think that's a drink with Thanksgiving, a soda. Um, anything carbonated for Thanksgiving, I don't think that's like a, a thing to have, per se. Um, but white Thanksgiving, it's pretty normal, um, well, normal for the fact for some people. And then it just depends on, you know, the family tradition, what's been done, what's not been done, and this type, and this fourth. So white Thanksgiving is pretty normal. They usually eat on time. They usually like to eat early. Probably around this time now, a lot of white families are currently eating, you know, their turkey uh it's probably a family tradition to eat the food before you know if your family's big on watching the turkey day games or if you like to get up in the morning i don't know if a a lot of white families do breakfast before the macy's day parade and then the food's done at around 12 or something they sit down get a plate of food to watch you know turkey day games and this and so on so that's a pretty standard white thanksgiving from what i've experienced like i said i've experienced a handful of them and that's typically based on my observation, has been, you know, what's been done. A lot of, a lot of oven-baked turkey with stuffing in it, weird types of stuffing, uh, macaroni plays a difference. Um, if you, you know, if you have somebody that has, like, a crock pot macaroni versus somebody that does an oven-baked macaroni, um, that'll play a big difference in how well the Thanksgiving dinner is going to go. It's all about the macaroni cheese. If the macaroni cheese doesn't have a little little burnt cheese on top, you know, uh, I'm not eating it and the rest of my Thanksgiving dinner is going to be uh, horrific. Sometimes it's Thanksgiving lunch because you eat so early, it's not even a dinner. Alright, so that's a white Thanksgiving. Now on to the more superior, black Thanksgiving. Again, coming from my experience, obviously being born into a black family. Uh, black Thanksgiving, it's a whole different ball game, let me tell you. Um, per- Starting off, nobody ever eats before 12, at least in my family, um, just not a thing, nobody eats before 12 in terms of a Thanksgiving lunch or dinner, usually you'll have breakfast right around the time you wake up, um, which for me today, that was around 9, 9 a.m., um, so I had breakfast an hour and a half ago, um, so there's a vast, stark difference in terms of you know, white Thanksgiving, black Thanksgiving, you know, white Thanksgiving, probably have breakfast, watch the Macy's Day Parade, and all this, black folk, my household, mm-mm. there's no such thing as a Macy's Day Parade in this household, uh, there's no such thing as eating before 12, alright, now, moving on to to the actual serving part of it, so, of course, like I said before, alright, a lot of white Thanksgiving, they had the traditional oven ropes turkey or even a fried turkey all right black thanksgiving you don't know what protein or meat you getting for that day you don't know what protein you get all right i've had thanksgivings where i've had turkey i've had thanksgivings where i've had ham i've had thanksgivings when i had both turkey and ham this thanksgiving i'm having both turkey and a rotisserie chicken all right that's right a rotisserie chicken um poe and i kind of touched on a little bit as well shrimp as a thanksgiving protein meant to bring him on for the show today but of course he's up in michigan cooking thanksgiving dinner for his in-laws so he's giving him a little bit of that southern tradition but uh one of our friends big nicky brought up shrimp shrimp on thanksgiving i've never heard of that it, i'd be interested in trying it it's just something i've never heard of as a protein wise it's always been turkey ham and the occasional rotisserie chicken all right um so that's what in terms of protein I'm having for today is a little small turkey and then a little small rotisserie chicken. Alright, those are going to be oven baked. I've had a fried turkey before, fantastic. If you season it right, make sure the brine's good. Boy, that's, that's a damn good fried turkey right there, let me tell you. Alright, so in terms of sides, I've had different sides throughout many of my Thanksgivings. Out of my 22 Thanksgivings I've had so far... Um, I'm saying 22. I guess I think when I was 4 I started having more whole food. Started eating Thanksgiving food. I don't remember. I've had Thanksgiving's. So whatever. The point is it's having many Thanksgiving sides. So I've had the macaroni and cheese which has been oven baked. It's always been oven baked. Um, just because it's oven baked, if the cheese is burnt right, everything else should be in order. It's gonna be good. Burnt cheese on top. Some the base. It's right there. Um, I have had crock pot macaroni which has rivaled the oven baked um, in my opinion. In some ways it just rivaled the oven baked macaroni. Um, but oven baked if it's made right, burnt cheese is right on top. It's best that's how you know you Thanksgiving is gonna be good. Alright then we always had green beans, uh, sometimes green bean casserole, you know, a good squash casserole, you know what I'm saying? Some some yams. Some candied yams um, corn, all right, corn, I forgot White Thanksgiving, some people do mashed potatoes and gravy, we usually do rice and gravy, just because that's, that's a family tradition, I feel like that's a black southern tradition, is having rice over mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving, um, you know, turnip greens, well, my goodness, turnip greens, all sorts of good stuff, and then, of course, dressing, not stuffing, dressing, that's right, have dressing on the side it's because dressing is usually made with cornbread that's the difference between stuffing and dressing stuffing isn't made with cornbread dressing is made with cornbread that's what makes it superior to stuffing I will have no arguments to it Poe and I will fight to the death or fight to the end on this specific topic dressing is superior to stuffing there's no if ands buts about it if you're gonna try to argue it with me on Facebook or any of my other socials that mm, Mr. Spiscate, Mr. FPM stuffing is no it's not you stop talking right now. Dressing is it's, it's, it's the more better of the two. No if, ands, and buts about it. Alright. Plain and simple. Sorry to say. Um and going on to what white people Thanksgiving is far protein. Some some of the families that I've had dinner with have also had ham. Um, one family I know is having a 17 pound turkey, which I'm just like, how the hell do you get a 17 pound turkey? Um, which that's gonna be plentiful for the days following up until about Sunday. you'll have to get rid of all of your leftovers because everybody knows thanksgiving food has a shelf life of three days afterwards if you still have thanksgiving food two weeks after there's something wrong with you all right but going back to black thanksgiving all right so we talked about the sides could be corn green beans rice and gravy macaroni and cheese candy gams um cranberry sauce just mm, superior i ain't done yet though oh no 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 i ain't done yet we get on to the desserts and this is where it truly rains in I've had people had apple pie, blueberry pie, which I wouldn't be against. Um, I saw something on Facebook the other day, a sweet potato red velvet pie. I don't know how I feel about mixing two already very rich in sugar desserts into one. Somebody says not as sweet as you think it'd be, but I don't know. Sweet potato mixed with red velvet, I'd be down to try it, but it's a lot, you know what I mean? It'd be a lot. But regardless, sweet potato pie, sweet potato custard, um, red velvet cake, chocolate cake, pound cake, all types of desserts, uh, just get some mouth watering thinking about it. You know, if you've never experienced Black Thanksgiving, um, I hate it for you. Um, if you're experiencing it today, congratulations, congratulations. Is all I have to say. Welcome, welcome to your first th- Black Thanksgiving feast. Uh, You'll enjoy it most of the cooking is done by the matriarchs of the family Um, And they put their foot in it some people put the actual foot in it, especially with them greens Mm, It's a different different story So of course You know finishing up on this black versus white Thanksgiving. It's not always racial But history will you know tell yourself that some white folk don't know how to cook and some do In my experience I found some it's been positive in my white thanksgivings so far it's been very positive you know the some turkeys have been dry um but that's also the same say the same about black thanksgivings you know there's been some days when my mom's turkey been a little little dry a little dry just a little bit She's probably hearing me right now say this but a little dry a little bit but that's of course why you have the extra protein so the ham you know the turkey's dry you got the ham there and then the ham is bop you know busting you got a little glaze on there a little pineapple cherry on it mm, boy and then you know if you don't do the ham this time around that's what christmas is safe for which we'll talk about that obviously next month wow 30 days of christmas but regardless that's neither here nor there so you know if one protein is dry you can always try the other protein if the other protein is good then hey that's what you're sticking with so if the turkey is a little dry, but the ham's good, go to ham. If the ham is dry, turkey's good, go to turkey. If for some reason the turkey is dry, you got shrimp there, shrimp is good, why not? You know, chicken's dry, turkey good, turkey dry, chicken good. That's just how the protein goes. You live and die by the protein. All right. If it's one of them's dry, if you only have one bird serving and it's dry, not a lot of people going to eat that bird. They're just going to focus on the sides. But now if you have two proteins, one of them's dry, the other one's still good. Gonna flock more to that other protein, all right. That's in cases of both black and white Thanksgivings. So, um, I've had corn casserole before, um, it was dry and just didn't make sense to me why you had corn in a casserole form, um, why you bake the corn into some type of breading, just did not make any sense to me. That's how white Thanksgivings are. Um, but, you know, what if it's a family tradition thing? Hey, I'm not gonna knock it. I'm not gonna be like, you know what? I don't eat this corn casserole. All right? You know, green bean casserole is typical in both households. Again, it just depends on who makes it and how well they do. All right? Turnip greens, collard greens, whatever type of greens you have. It's always gonna be Black Thanksgiving. I've never had a white family do greens before. Just because it takes too much time of dedication, and I don't really think they even southern if they don't have any type of greens at the table. It also just depends on what you can get and you know how much time you need to do said things. So but in all in all, that's the breakdown of a white versus black Thanksgiving. Um, I'm gonna be having a black Thanksgiving this year. This is gonna be the second year in a row that I've had the initial black Thanksgiving. Alright. I can't forget to break it down that there's a difference between white thanksgiving plates and black thanksgiving plates uh big nicky said he'll go back for seven white people plates that's about three black people plates seven and a half is, is over under that's about three black people plates just because you know them plates you go always go back for more and more that's the favorite part about it like you gonna get fat on thanksgiving sorry to say if you're a vegan out there you have a vegan thanksgiving talk to me about it i've never i've never experienced it i don't think i ever want to um just because it doesn't... I won't say it doesn't make sense, but how do you have a vegan Thanksgiving? How? I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I don't know if I feel bad for you. It's probably more healthier for you. You feel, you know, come out feeling healthier and won't be able to have more energy doing stuff today. But, it's not the point of Thanksgiving. It's we to be gluttonous. If you're not already gluttonous. So. But you know, second year in a row having a Black Thanksgiving. I do have white friends who will be cooking, um, so that'll be my second Thanksgiving. Black folks do have second Thanksgivings. Um, I think not a lot of white folks have second Thanksgivings. I've had times where I've taken, you know, Thanksgiving plate over to, you know, whether I was in a relationship or I was, you know, with white friends, but Black folks always do more than one Thanksgiving. They'll have the initial Thanksgiving, with their family or they go over to just significant others or their friends house first that could be their first thanksgiving dinner or meal of the day then they go over to another friend's house for the second one and then so forth and so on so black folk we always have more than one thanksgiving on the day more than one thanksgiving meal we always know who else is cooking on that day so <clears throat> with that being said um that wraps up you know this segment a little bit about black and white thanksgivings of course, if you're having a white Thanksgiving and it's with somebody that you know knows how to cook, congratulations. If you're having a black Thanksgiving, welcome. Because we know how to throw it down. We know how to put a foot in it. We know how to make people feel welcome. And it's just it's a great time at a black Thanksgiving. It's like being at a black church. If you've never done that, whew, you're missing out a lot. Stick around for this last ad-sponsored break by Inca Podcast. And then we'll do the, the Turkey Day wrap-up. That's right. It's not just a regular wrap-up, it's Turkey Day wrap-up. Stick around. And welcome back for this Thanksgiving slash Turkey Day special. All right, this is the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving slash Turkey Day, Day wrap-up. It's more different from the normal wrap-up I usually do. Alright, but this is the Turkey Day wrap-up. And so, we talk about the history, dark history, truthful history about Turkey Day. And then, we know the difference between black and white Thanksgiving. But nonetheless, we here, mainly I, at the SBM, Sophisticated Black Man Podcast, wants to wish everybody out there a very happy and thankful Thanksgiving Day. I, myself, have so much to be thankful for. Um... With this podcast Um, Just thankful for my friends and family Especially friends and family That have been getting me through this Tough time here recently Um, Taking time to kind of Put things in perspective for me And realize what I have And you know Show myself going forward that everything's going to be alright That there's a lot of uncertainty Right now But in the next couple of months Next year there will be clarity And I'm thankful for a lot of my friends who keep me on track, who, you know, kind of keep me straight, keep me on a straight and narrow, um, and thankful for family that's been there for me, been behind my back, um, these last couple years and going forward, thankful that they're going to be there. Um, it's also going to sound a little bit weird, but thankful for those that broke me, um thankful for those that kind of broke the old mold that I was living in um just because I feel like I was you know not going anywhere doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing and feel like I was leading a narrative of going nowhere in a sense and that was the old me breaking that old mold of me um to help bits and pieces of the new me come out um you know there's been a couple people that have done that this year and I'm Honestly thankful for them for doing that. Um they're breaking they breaking the old mold of myself, the old me. And now bits and pieces of the new me are starting to sprout. And you know the year's not over yet. But going into twenty twenty two, um still a lot of uncertainty for me, but you know, I'll start it off with the bangs, started it off surrounded by loved ones, um, you know, and just reflecting on what broke the old me start thinking about what can help grow the new me going into 2022 um still have a month before christmas of course i'm gonna do a christmas special why not duh uh where again we break down a white versus black christmas sometimes it's always not about the snow you get what i'm saying all right um other than that wrap it up this turkey day special um We'll be back on regularly scheduled programming, starting Monday, which is the 29th. Um, find, I'll figure out what topic I want to talk about next. I think I'm going to do like a little dedication episode to Joyner Lucas and Logic, two people that I have listened to extensively. A lot more in the past two months um since my move down to charleston and then everything going that i was going through been going through still going through um listen to them extensively especially join her on repeat in some cases and kind of do a special dedication episode to them give each of them their segment their roses and then uh just kind of wrap it up from there um and that'll be the last episode for november and then going into december it's going to be kind of a holiday themed uh holiday themed month for the sbm podcast so definitely stick around for that um break down jewish the hanukkah kwanzaa uh christian values of christmas traditions break down all of that stuff um from the black perspective of course and yeah it's gonna be a holiday themed christmas for sure but nonetheless thank you all my valued listeners out there of this podcast since the beginning since eight months ago. Um, and up until now. For those dedicated listeners. I, I'm a very appreciative of you guys for listening. Um, can, for those that continue to listen. And then trying to get those new listeners as well. Coming in before the year ends. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for my friends family. And again. I know this sounds weird. But I'm thankful for those that broke the old mold of myself. And I've helped the new mold start growing so with that being said this is jamar burke aka the sophisticated black man your friendly neighborhood black man signing off for this turkey day where i'm gonna eat at around i don't know 3 p.m 4 p.m uh watch some turkey day games and just sit back and relax so i'll see you when i see you peace